Hello. Django! 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 So I was trying to do the song. I can't remember how it goes. Um, hey, guess what we watched? Uh, we watched um, Who are Steel we? Magnolia. Now, uh, well, first with the Black Heart Summer Podcast, BHCP. As always. Uh, but yeah, we watched Django Unchained because it's fucking the, awesome. Yeah, why the fuck not? I've been chomping at the bit. I hadn't watched it in a while either. Obviously, we've all seen it. Me and uh, Hudson actually saw it in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. I- I can't remember if I did. But it wasn't with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wasn't cool then. No, we were we were away. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, About to reach I was, over. I was quoting T2, bro. Calm down. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know she was there. Okay, children. children. Breathe, dog. Breathe. Breathe. Um, I love Django. Dude, I do too. I do too. I mean, I like a lot of all his movies pretty much. I mean, he's got a very good. This is the second thing we've ever done of his for this podcast. Tarantino. Yeah, Tarantino. Uh, I was really excited when this I heard about this one coming out because um, I was so taken with Christoph Waltz in yeah. Inglorious Bastards. I thought, who, oh, who is who isn't? I mean, yeah, I know, but like, I'm like, oh, thank, thank goodness that he's gonna be in the next Tarantino movie too, because like, I didn't get enough of him in. In Inglorious Bastards, so you didn't I was, want him to be a one-off. Yeah, I, you know, because Tarantino is is one of those directors who obviously works with the same people over and over again. But there are some people he hasn't, you know, yeah. in various films. And his he works on his schedule too. Like yeah. he's like it'll be ready to shoot when it's ready to shoot. That could be two years. That could be five years. Yeah. But you know, people get busy and shit. Yeah, making other movies and and uh, I think really the turnaround time between these two is fairly short for his. What? When, let's see. Inglorious Bastards. Oh nine, oh twelve, Django. So yeah. three years. Yeah. Because um, got a lot done. Really, really got a lot done after Kill Bill two. You start cranking them out. Yeah. At least uh, mm-hmm. compared to like nineties, which was still cool. I mean, take your time with the project. No rush. Well, by then, most studios would you know be like, fuck yeah, jump dude. on take, it. Yeah, take all the time you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I would if I was a you know, film exec. Yeah. And, Plus, he's one of the few directors that actually gets a uh, final cut privilege. Yeah, like uh, I think there's only a handful of that I can think of off the top of my head that usually get like whatever I edit together. That's going to be what you're going to release. Very few get that, but he gets final cut privilege on all his movies, which is cool. I mean, yeah, I, I guess mean, if it was a stinker steal, it's like it's on you, motherfucker. You could have made a better cut of that. Which yeah, does happen. I've seen. Recuts of movies where that would have been better than what was theatrically released. But. And I feel like Tarantino would be the man to make it right if he ever did. Yeah, that, that's kind of why I like him as a director. There's not really ever going to be a director's cut of any of his shit. I, at least I don't think. Maybe when he gets older, he's going to kind of, you know, now he's going to retire after one more movie. So he says, but I think he'll hold to it. Maybe he'll do something there with, like, archive footage or who knows. But uh, old Django Unchained... Uh, Classic. Classic. Uh, I do like it, too, because it's the first movie of his where it's really not a Western if you think about it. He calls it a Southerner, and I kind of get because it mostly takes place from Texas East. Yeah. and uh, But it was the first where he got to do one in that era. If that... Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's like, at that point, I'm like, do a Western, man. We all know you want to. Mm-hmm. And uh, Grand... Not the traditional Western, obviously. No. And does not take place in the West. Um, 
In the south. It's in the south. A deep south. Deep south. Speaking of uh, just Jamie Foxx did great in this. And again, this is kind of like Hudson saying, I don't know if they're going to ever work together again. Yeah. And at it, this point, because it's the only thing they ever did. But it, it's great. I don't yeah. know. Who else, I can't picture anyone else as Django. No. Like, no. Uh, like I'm not really a huge Jamie Foxx fan. But uh, it, th- this was a very great role. And he... And yeah, I don't know too. Um, I mean, I'm sure I knew at one point. I've just forgotten. I don't know if they even approached anyone else. But let's be honest: if it was anyone else, they probably approached someone like Will Smith. Not it, saying it, it wouldn't have worked, nah, but it w- not nah. from. I don't want to see that. It, it would have had to have a different vibe. There, he'd, be, it, he'd be too lighthearted, you know. Yeah, I think maybe that humorous he, almost. He he would have pulled it into a wild wild west territory, yeah. and maybe that's why they didn't go with it either, because that would bring up to the. Cinema goers' mind, I guess. Like, hey, remember Wild West? Which I actually do like, but oh yeah, I mean, not to talk shit about that classic yeah. either. But because uh, we can't forget, Will Smith was like, uh, "No, I'm not doing the Matrix, doing Wild Wild West." <laughs> yeah, which and, and good on him. Cause, yeah, because Keanu's great. Is because I would much rather sit down and watch Wild Wild West uh, than probably the Matrix two or three. Oh well, fuck yeah! But and probably maybe you know over the first one. A tough one, though, but they're both Warner Brothers properties. We'll yes. get that double DVD. Yeah, one so they're day. getting their money. Was either way, fuckers. Um, yeah. One thing about Django, uh, and just Tarantino in general, he can somehow make existentially horrific things hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't. I'm not really thinking of one in particular. Just uh, his movies in general are like that. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of a moment from this one. Oh, um, the bags. Oh, the, we're getting ready to raid on someone. Yeah, yeah. The the bags, that whole shit. Dude, yeah. People were, I remember people were fucking laughing their ass off in our theater. Mm. And, uh. I remember laughing really hard at that the first time I saw it. Oh, it was so good. And I guess, like, the first time I saw it, I didn't realize that Jonah Hill was in the movie. Yeah. And whenever he pulls his bag off, I was like, oh, what the fuck? Because we can't see shit. Yeah. And Don Johnson. Don Johnson's yeah. great in this. Um, I kind of forgot he was in this movie. Um, I did. Well. And at first I didn't even recognize him until one of you said. said like, hey, Don Johnson. Yeah. And it, it, it's the, the uh, one of my favorite, absolute favorite scenes of the film. I'm not going to quote it right now. But um, <laughs> there's just, just there, there's just some <laughs> brilliant acting by Don Johnson. I think we all agree they must have had to do multiple takes because everyone would be cracking up on set. There's no way they didn't laugh at his delivery I'll, on set. I'll, I'll do. I'll. I'm not going to do the whole thing. But <laughs> I was about to say, we can, we can I'll, abbreviate it. You guys want you want me to do it? I'll take the risk. Sure. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to no, say no, no, no. Uh, the N word. But you saying I should treat him like white folks, Big Daddy? No, no, it's not what I said. Like, <laughs> it's way he's like, no, yeah, like so fucking. Everyone laughed at that part too in the theater. I did. He had to have because yeah, just the look on his face and the no, no, no. He gets so stern so quick. Yeah, his character is also called Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. Come on in, pour yourself a glass of tea when he gets here. He's about that uh, $5,000. Yeah. It's yeah. real nice, real fast. Oh, yeah. Only for 5Gs. Uh, again, this is one. But then again, that was back in the day. Oh, fuck yeah. That was a lot of money. But this is one of the few, too, where I feel like just about everyone, for the most part, of the side characters, they're in for like one scene or at least someone. Like I don't know if you noticed when we were watching it, but I forgot. Uh, Michael Parks is in it. He's the head of the... Uh, when they're shit, where were they sending him? That mining company. 
He played Earl McGraw in Plant Terror and Sheriff Earl McGraw in From Dusk Till Dawn and Sheriff Earl McGraw in uh, the one that finds the massacre of the bride at her chapel in Kill Bill. Oh, yeah. Like, I always liked Michael Parks. Mm-hmm. And I was just always, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot he's in this one. Who, he's, he's no longer with us. Who is he? In, he was the head of the mining company. Oh, the, the, the one that was the like. The LaQuint Dickey mining company. Yeah, the one that was like, come on, man. He wouldn't have this paper in his jacket if he was a slave. Oh, oh okay. When okay. he's talking to Tarantino. Yeah, yeah who yeah. did put himself okay, in this that, one. that little crew. Okay. Um, and again, even though he's not in a lot, I always love him and everything I see him, but I love that Walton Goggins is in this. Oh, yeah. Walton yeah. Goggins. And. Uh, and original Django. Yeah. And uh, our probably, like, I think he stole the movie, Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah. Calvin Candy is a... Uh, yeah, because, like, Django and uh, uh, Dr. Schultz, great characters. Great mm-hmm. chemistry. Great duo. Great duo. But then we get to see the inverse. Yeah. The best horrible duo between... Um, DiCaprio's Mr. Candy and Samuel L. Jackson. Steven. Steven. <laughs> Holy oh. fuck. That relationship. Like, I, I remember turning and looking at uh, uh, Fletcher or the group or whatever, and I was like, you know, I would almost like it if there was a, a, like a sub-movie to this where it was just like the life of Calvin <laughs> and Steven like, through the years. Like, yeah. That would be so fucking hilarious. Because, uh, <laughs> like, this is one of those ones, too, like, and I still this day don't know who's really the bad guy. Is it Calvin or Steven? Because Steven's the one that's like, dude, they're fucking playing you. And he gets so serious with Calvin behind closed doors in that little room. Yeah. Like. And he's already poured himself a little brandy. He's in there waiting to. Even talking shit to Calvin. Thank you, Steven. You're welcome, Calvin. Like, yeah. Like, I just saved your ass, man. They, he's like all this bamboozle about trying to buy this money or buy a, a Mandingo fighter and her or whatever. Like, that shit. The first time I was on theaters, I was like, oh, shit. Like, all that, like, shaky Steven shit was a fucking act. Yeah. Which I loved. Yeah. That uh, he was one way in front of everyone and then was just him and Calvin in the door. Like, almost like he was the boss at that moment. Like, he was, like, he was the daddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, again, to Samuel Jackson, first time I saw him in this, and I think I did say it in theaters, though, and I leaned over and was like, Samuel looks like he got lost from the Uncle Ben Rice biopic or some shit and yeah. wandered onto stuff with that little cream puff on the front of his hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, there's, I really have nothing bad to say. Yeah, about I don't either. No, In any aspect, not. the music, phenomenal. I always love that he used modern music or out of the time period music, like in the future. Like, it worked. Yeah, it really did. Um, it was shot beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as you said, uh, whoever was in charge of the squibs for this movie. Dude. You did a good job, yeah, bud. Yeah, like, I almost wonder, like, and I know Tarantino probably told him, but I wonder if he's just some guy that was really into doing squibs and, like, he's like, oh, no one will ever let me do, like, three times the legal amount of powder <laughs> underneath the shirt and the prop and then with the blood. And, like, this was, like, this guy's, like, cherry on top to a career or something <laughs> like, 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 like the night they finished filming he laid down in his bed and drifted off into oblivion and happy died happy he, yeah. i mean he died happy with a smile or, or i face. wonder if it's one of those things the, the squib guy was like getting ready to call it quits like he, he was just like god damn it I, try, I almost got that Walking Dead job but everyone does digital blood spray and shit now no one which loves looks, it which looks terrible 
I've only seen a few movies where it's done right. Ever. Few. Few. Like Very The Departed, few. they did a great job with all their digital shit. Like, it still holds up for the time. Like, all the bullet wounds and shit. But, like, I feel like this squib guy was, like, getting ready to call it quits. Like, all the bills were piling up. He was like, oh, God, no one needs fucking fake blood anymore. Then he got the call from QT. Yeah. Like, and the prime example is probably, like, one of the first shots in the movie, or first gunshots in the movie. Uh, you get to see a horse get its brain shot out, for the <laughs> most part. And uh, I, had to re- I had to rewind it and watch it again. Because yeah. it's like, horse, then a dude. Also, too, I or love how horse, I don't mm-hmm. um, in that scene, like, Dr. Schultz is really close to that word. No backspray whatsoever from that massive amount of boom. The, the one that stays with me from the beginning is when they're walking off and Django looks behind and the guy that was getting ready to sell him or whatever gets his. And, but, again. Oh, yeah, he blew up like a fucking. He blew up like, like they must have put a cannon on the ground with just blood and bone or fake bone. Because that, when that double barrel goes off. That shit gets so high. They're yeah. far away at that point from the camera. Like, it's supposed to be from Django's POV. They're a good, you know, 20 yards away. I'd say at that point it gets blown away. Yeah. Such a fucking rain of blood. Again, I, I can imagine I'm just look, looking at a bucket right now, like a bucket full of fake blood, and you just boom! Yeah. Also, too, uh, hats off to, you know... Everyone, not Everyone in this movie. Everyone in this movie, I was going to say, I want to give a special shout-out, though, to... Uh, I guess, like, the stunt guys and the coordinators for that end shootout especially. Because you know that had to be a pain in the ass if they fucked up and had to reset everything, get all the blood and reset the set. Yeah. Because um, all those dudes did great, I thought, at the end. And throughout the whole thing, but especially that in there where shit really pops off. Yeah. Or that second-to-last action scene, if you will. That's yeah. what I'm talking, referring to specifically. But when they go back to it, whenever they're coming back from the funeral, you can see where some they had actually cleaned the walls and shit. Kind yeah, of, but there yeah. was still you could still see some of the some of the blood and the bullet holes. I'm glad they shit. kept that consistency, which yeah. would make sense. I don't think QT would have let that go anyway. But just in the the, I the prospect be- of filming that part alone, I'm like. Goddamn. Yeah, and I, I give a, <clears throat> a shout-out to – I mean, this is one from top to bottom. Like, uh, I give a shout-out to, to the costume designers. I mean, oh, that yeah. all – I, I paid attention to stuff in this film that I don't usually care about in films, but I just really appreciated the quality. I was even thinking about, like, location scouts. There's some beautiful places they shot at and that, that lends to Tarantino's beautiful scenes. Like, you know, they're all Southern, and we are Southern. So, um, you know, just cool places to see. Um, and, uh, lighting, you know, lighting was great. Just also just down to the finest detail. Everything was great. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like he does film. It's funny. Cause I think most of his movies take place in a Metro urban area usually, but when he does do landscapes, he does them pretty well for the, mm-hmm. you know, for, uh, he's not Malik, Terrence Malik or yeah. something like that, but he, he does a good job, but mm-hmm. it, it feels like you're there. I don't know how to explain. It feels like you're walking in the woods, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Hateful Eight, I think, did a better, better job. Oh, oh, landscaping, absolutely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, um, but, but, I don't know. Very similar uh, era, era that they take place in. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I gotta say before we raid and gag. We're about it. Uh, almost 16 minutes. Also, I have to give a shout out in this movie. 
his use of quick zooms is somehow so funny <laughs> in this one. Dude. Like when they go in that bar at the beginning, the guy's like dusting off a sign or something. He turns around to see who walked into the billiard room. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> and then zoom in on that bartender. The, 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 be- the best one is uh, it's one of the zoom in- zoom ins on Calvin when uh-huh. he's standing by the tree after yeah. they've. Uh, I think it's like right before he tells the dogs to oh to, to, eat, to, to, eat, to tear that guy yeah. up yeah to eat his fighter up who ran away but he uh, he turns and he's got such a big grin on his face you will you will <laughs> even like, that uh, I, <laughs> I love it uh-huh. even when they introduce Cal and they do it on that zoom in <laughs> when he's at the fighting the place Mandingo in, fighting in the yeah. club uh what was it Club Cleopatra or whatever they're like where is he? he's like right over there he like turns around from the couch and it's like yeah Leo I, I agree with you Leo. Stole it just a bit. And then I got to meet Samuel in this movie, who does have undoubtedly the best zoom-in part. <gasps> no, Calvin! Calvin, no! Uh, spoiler alert, because who hasn't seen this? It's eight years old now. It came out Christmas 2012. Yeah. That's when we saw it. Oh, it's a Christmas movie, then. It is a Christmas movie, kind of. Yeah. Nice. Uh, for me, at least in the memory of me seeing it with Hudson. Yeah. yeah it was a Christmas movie. Never came out around Christmas, but... Uh, Leo doesn't make it. It usually does not through a lot of movies, but it's never been more hilarious by because of Samuel Jackson's fucking reaction and the way they filmed it. Yeah, utterly broken that he did die though for real. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. So holding him crying, I was more broken that. Uh, oh yeah, for the next death. <laughs> yeah, Doctor King Schultz. Yeah. Always was. Uh, it's one of the few scenes that I've ever found emotional in a Tarantino yeah, movie. Like really emotional. Well, not just him dying. It's when Django gets back and he sees that they've thrown his body, King Schultz yeah. corpse in there, and he gives him like a little pat on the head and the kiss on his hand. I was like, real bros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, let's go ahead and rate it. I feel like we, I know what we're all gonna say, but let's rate it. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Okay. Now I said this to Fletcher mm-hmm. after we watched the movie when we were out here. Uh, and you guys were in there. I know you guys can't tell, but fuck you. Um, <laughs> yeah, they don't have your memories, Matt. They're listeners. <laughs> well, they can't see is what yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, but I, I said this is probably my favorite Tarantino movie. It'd be this or Inglorious Bastards, but they would both be tens for me. But I'd have to. I it just would. Be, it would depend on my mood. Like yeah. I was really vibing this because I've been playing a lot of Red 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 Dead Redemption too. Yeah. So I, this was exactly what I wanted to watch, um, and what I and it just vibed with me right then. But I could probably say the same of Inglorious Bastards other times, but I don't know. See, at the same time too, then I'm think I'm with both of you kind of. I love Inglorious Bastards as well. But then I think the very – I go back in my mind to the very first time I saw Pulp Fiction. I mean the very first time. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, that was still a really good movie. Like, yeah. it's hard. Like, his it, whole it filmography is, is kind of hard because I loved Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs is really good, too. And whenever you're talking about emotional scenes – Love Kill Bill as I, well. I was, I was thinking the, the, the very end scene uh, with uh, when Cattell is holding Roth. And he, uh, and he finds out that he's actually – he tells him he's, he's a, a cop, cop. And just that fucking ah! – <laughs> Like, that was pretty emotional. I think a little more emotional. <laughs> Before we get out of here, I, I just want to know what y'all think. Or, it's just cool. We'll just share it. The, the thing we were talking about, that fan theory with Django now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, since Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's come out, there's a fan theory, apparently, and this is just food for thought, that uh, Django is a movie within Tarantino's universe that Rick Dalton starred in as a heavy because he always was playing a lot of villains yeah. at the beginning of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and that this is just a film within the film universe 
which kind of works because I want to see those fake fucking movies from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all of them. <laughs> but uh, guys, uh, we out of here. Yeah, we out of here. All right, we'll be back with another Tarantino one down the road some point. Yeah, we'll catch y'all later. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye-bye. Go watch Django if you haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah.